Welcome to the Gears and Grind podcast, where the best and brightest entrepreneurs, automotive personalities, and innovators share their stories about how they built their empires and impart lessons for you to do the same with your host, Joshua Bennett. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gears and Grinds podcast, episode season three, episode four. I have the pleasure of having Sydney Oberholzer on my podcast today. Sydney, do you mind just telling uh, my audience just a little bit about you and really why you're on the podcast? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I love getting to know other podcast hosts and podcasts. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm Sydney. I am a host of another podcast called The Setup. It is um, a music podcast that is centered around the mu- the business side of things. So um, last season, we were featuring female entre- entrepreneurs in music. Um, kind of doing a little bit of like what you're doing with your own podcast, like just getting to know entrepreneurs and what they're up to and what led them to where they're at. Um, but next season, we're actually going to focus on music marketing because that's my background. I am a consultant with my own business um, in marketing. I do focus on, or I would say my focus would be music related companies and artists but with the pandemic that's kind of shifted a little bit and my background focuses on like corporations and startups um i haven't always done this i actually started evolving into a business from self-employment during the pandemic um and before that i worked for various different companies in music. I worked for AEG Presents, putting on a music festival. Actually, I would say, I mean, actually, I don't know how close it was to you, but it's on that side of the con- the continent. So um, it's Firefly Music Festival in Delaware. Um, and then before that, I was working for Rolling Stone Magazine um, as part of the brand partnerships department. So basically creating programs that involved talent um, and content from the magazine and the website and events for big nationwide brands. Um, And before that, I created paid media campaigns for Fortune 500 companies. So I, I would say the last seven years have been a crazy transition from the moment that I started my career to where I'm at today. Um, so I hope that gave you a little bit of background about me. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, yeah, I, I, to be, on, uh, to be honest, I mean, a lot of, a lot of my guests have either, have either started coming out of, or more so, uh, they they actually have a profession they've had a professional life before they even went into entrepreneurship i remember um i just did a podcast episode on friday um with, with someone who does cookie dough and 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 she was and she had studied uh um psychology 
in school and, and she was and she was kind of working towards her master's and she was working but she realized that 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 track wasn't really for her so she decided you know what i'm gonna try my hand at business and and, and that's really where the, the the concept came from um i i also had another guest where 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 um uh, where she was from, where she was a real estate developer mm-hmm. and then she trans- and then she or sorry a real estate broker and then she trans then she transitioned into a real estate developer okay, so that was a very interesting those two conversations were very very interesting just I mean just just be able to sit back and just listen to what they were saying and and really the the, the actual key decisions that they made or the or the key crossroads that they had to think about across um uh which um which which more or less um uh i i think i think that a lot of people uh need to know who aren't necessarily entrepreneurs need to know Mm -hmm. that 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 it's that's not like i'm gonna come out of college and i'm gonna start a business and i'm gonna i'm gonna have a million dollars in in like 10 years or I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna be this this person of influence I'm gonna do all these things which could happen mm-hmm. but it's not it's 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 the exception not the norm yes so, that's that's very true yeah uh so what's your backstory I'm 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 curious uh uh how, how did you get started in in marketing and music and 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 really just, just what was your journey to even get to this point mm-hmm. where you are now? Yeah. So I'm a huge believer in like, if, if you are not handed an opportunity, then make your own. And I've used that concept, honestly, throughout my whole entire career. Like even when I was working for another company or in, you know, the corporate world, to now in self-employment and forming my own business, that's always been the concept I've had. And that's what I constantly share with other people because I think we're under this stigma that we need to work for someone, we need to follow the rules. Um, And I would say within reason, like, yes, but um, if you're spinning your wheels and you're constantly doing this, going through the motions and nothing's working, like, it's okay to do something different. Um, so I, and I would say like for me working for someone and I, and it's not a, a bad thing, you know, it works for my fiance. He, he's the type of person, he doesn't want his own business. He likes working for bigger companies. He likes growing within companies. So there's nothing wrong with that route. But I felt that even when I came out of college, I, just did not like working for other people. I like working with different companies like as clients because it's a different dynamic, but working within a company just always felt like I was a number and maybe that was probably like the industry I was in, but that's just where I'm coming from. So I, but I took that traditional route after college because I just, I didn't see entrepreneurial entrepreneurship as a journey for me right away it wasn't clear and I I wasn't ready and um 
I, I just, I, I didn't feel like that was a path. Like I wasn't taught that I wasn't raised in an entrepreneurial family. I didn't really know anyone who had their own businesses. So I took the traditional route. I worked for an agency in media. So the majority of my career has been creating advertising, um, such as, you know, commercials for TV, um, digital ads that you see on like whatever website you go to. Um, I, I was part of teams that created that and made sure we were targeting the right people and we were working with the right websites for Fortune 500 brands like Chick-fil-A, like Lowe's, um, you know, I worked on Visa and um, I think that set the groundwork because I started like thinking in that way, like, you know, what is the purpose? How do they do this? What's the analytics behind it? But as I was working in the industry, I realized I'm more of a people person than I am behind the scenes. And so I started talking with people in the industry and I met my mentor at the time who then offered me a role to be client facing. And it was more like business development um, for this mobile tech company. That's, that was super dry, you know? So um, I, I, and all while at the same time, I had this huge intense passion for music, but I just was not creative. So I wasn't a musician. Um, and so also because, you know, I wasn't in the industry at the time, I didn't know that there was a completely different or a complete side of the industry that focused on business yeah. um, and not the, like the creative side of things. Um, and so I eventually came into contact with a publisher of Rolling Stone who we just hit it off. Like it was just through networking. And, um, and so he called me up three weeks later because I wasn't talking to him for a role or anything, but he called me up three weeks later and he offered me a job, which is crazy. But, um, and I've never, you know, I, he never saw my resume. Um, and to this day, I have never gotten a job or a project or a client from a resume or from applying to it. I've only ever gotten something because, what'd you say? It's based on referrals. Yes. I've only known someone. I mean, I've only gotten something, um, based off of what I like to call like a walking resume, which is like your profiles online and, um, and also networking. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, um, started working at Rolling Stone, worked with really cool brands, um, to create like videos, um, for, okay. I could give you an example actually. So one of my clients was SC Johnson, which is household products, like scrubbing bubbles to clean your bathroom. And they wanted like a brand refresh um, to hit like a younger audience. And so we worked with creating a new ad, um, a video ad that involved Lauren Elena, which is a country star. And she did a a rendition, a modern rendition of Cheap Tricks Surrender. Mm -hmm. And all while doing it in the bathroom of a major recording studio because a lot of artists back in the day thought the acoustics of bathrooms um, were better than 
anywhere else in a house or a studio or whatever. So um, that was kind of showing a different side of a bathroom and the possibilities of a clean bathroom. And so we I did a lot of stuff like that um, for a while. And I'm not gonna lie, um, it, it still wasn't an environment for me. It was challenging because I, there were a lot of different personalities and it just felt like an uphill battle. Um, so I left that and that's when I really decided I'm going to go straight into music because while I was there, although it was a music focused brand like Rolling Stone, it was still more so on the advertising side. And so that's when I realized, oh my God, there's so many different roles in music. You know, um, I started working with like talent and stuff. So I'm like, you know, I want to do this. So I pivoted too, because my whole life I was, it was either media or events. And I've always had like this eye for events. Like I always had an interest. And so I switched my role too and thought I wanted to be an, a producer. Um, and so it took six months uh, because in, I mean, the music scene is not that big in Chicago. There is a very unique scene, um, but it just made it all the harder. Like since we were like a major hub, like LA or New York. Yeah. Um, and so it took six months to get a project. And the reason how I got that project was I created fake business cards with the role that I wanted. And if you're gonna go down that route, yeah you have to deliver um <laughs> you can't like you can't lie and fail yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i um yeah i got a gig to help produce a like a warehouse type event like an underground techno event totally legitimate yeah. um and it kind of just like kicked it off from there like i eventually worked on the team for chance the rapper's album release party um and a couple of other things. Um, and then I landed on AG Presents yeah. um, to help out with the Firefly Music Festival. Uh, and then the pandemic hit. So I kind of had to like pivot again. Yeah. Um, and that's where I started. Like I've always had in my head that I wanted to be a content creator. Mm -hmm. I just wanted a platform to kind of like that was a re uh, revolved around a community that were people like me yeah. um and I wanted an outlet to be creative because I just felt like I was missing that in my life mm -hmm. so the setup it was really founded off the idea to just help those um break into the music industry and navigate the music industry when they're new and they don't know how to do it because when I was doing that at the time it was so frustrating that I couldn't even find people on LinkedIn or online it's a little bit different now because I think people realize now that they have to have an online presence even if your industry is typically um in person that's yeah. not the case anymore so yes now there's like a million profiles and like even artists are creating LinkedIn's which is amazing but just at that time it was a struggle to find anyone like even with like a google search so unless they're like a big name you know in the industry but that's not who i was like looking for so yeah it's been going strong um going on season three and just really excited because you know it's it's a little it's a little selfish too that sometimes because i 
can learn certain topics I didn't know before and meet these really cool people. And so, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm doing the podcast and I will say, I did not know that this was going to be a perk of it, but um, because I'm creating this content, it's another form of a walking resume because you're talking about these topics and you're, you know, you're kind of the expert in all this and you're talking with other people that you know would be a great fit. And so I'm actually getting a lot of projects through it as well um, that in relation to music and marketing. So it's been great. And, and you know what, the, the one thing that I personally, real, personally uh, realized, I, I, I do the podcast more so for fun, but yeah. But the thing that I'm realizing is that, you know, um, if you have that walking resume, then, then that could open a lot more doors than, than you would expect it to, right? Like, like, like I, like I've, I've been able to meet some really amazing people from where I started, and and you know, uh, when I was doing when I when I was doing my first season, um, an acquaintance of mine asked, "Are these are they, are these people are these people? Do you even know these people?" I said, "I said." Not really, no, because I, I I've never I, I I've never I've never sat down with 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 with, with them to have coffee for for any, for any long period of time. I haven't known them for for, for for years and years and years. However, however, I'm able to, I'm able to I'm able to to learn and listen and be able to grow as as not only just as a person but as an entrepreneur as well and as a podcaster and really be able to take my 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 uh um my skills up to the next level right yeah and and, and that's huge that's huge especially when especially when people hear that you have a podcast they they normally get all excited and then they're like well, what's your podcast what, what's your podcast and and i think i think for me growing up i didn't i've never uh i didn't have i didn't have a mentor that that could actually walk me through a lot of this stuff, I just, I just, I just found one last year, but, but I've been doing business since I was 16, right? And I've had to walk through a lot of stuff by myself and figure it out. So that's kind of why I decided I'm like, well, I'm going to structure it this way. I'm going to ask these types of questions. I'm going to do it in such a way that for those who, who, who don't necessarily um, have had that structure and have that background where they can rely on people who, who, who have, 20 30 40 years of experience in the industry and have the context to back it up they they, they can they can at least come to my podcast and yeah. get a good foundation of of what it looks like to be at a certain level and then they can kind of be like okay th- this this is interesting i know how to I, I i know how to do i know how to do this right yeah i have i i have someone i can reach out to i have some i i have i have someone that i can that I can, I, I have a good starting point at least, right? Where, 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 where it's not so much about how do I do this? It's, 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 it's who do I find? Really, yeah. Really. Yeah. Right yeah, absolutely. And even, and for those, even if they don't listen to podcasts or yours in particular, yeah. 
I feel like everyone respects it because they know all the effort that it goes into it. And they know that it's very important um, these days because there are like a million, you know, listeners yeah. throughout the world, even more so than that. Like that's even more of a crazy yeah. number. Um, so, and that's another thing too. Like you're not just saying you're doing it. People can see your work, you know? So that's why I like to also include it as like a walking resume because you're doing it. You're not just telling people you're doing it. Um, yeah, so just, uh, I, I just have a question. I'm just around the future of music. In your opinion, do, do, do you see any like major shifts that are coming or like, like, like I know a couple of years ago, um, uh, they, uh, I, I forget, they, they did this massive Michael Jackson concert and it was holographic and, and moving towards that or like are we moving to, more towards VR, stuff like that. Do you, do you kind of see those changes happening, especially in the light, especially in light of COVID? Yeah, I would say, I think a lot of like event producers or artists are attempting it but I don't think that a lot of them will continue to move forward because as of right now, those things are probably more expensive. So you have to be like a bigger name or have a team because there's a lot that goes into it. But I think on a smaller scale, I think that even when live events come back or when events are allowed like a more expanded capacity, um, the, the like virtual side of things will not go away because even when things open up, um, they're still not going to have the capacity that they're used to before all of this. It's still going to be limited. There's still going to be social distancing in place and certain parameters that cost money. And so I think like live streaming or virtual side of things will be an extension. Mm -hmm. So it'll be together because, and then on the flip side, like some patrons might want to listen to music but they don't want to be there. So maybe they'll pay a fraction of the ticket to watch it from home. Mm -hmm. And that's where they'll probably have like better experiences versus just like, a, yeah. you know, a screen. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually interested. I mean, and I don't know anything about this, yeah. so I can't speak to it. Yeah. But I'm wondering if like, there'll be like concerts and I'm wondering one of the major issues of music industry and events is that there's not a lot of like, um, like the way that things are paid is kind of strange. So like yes. the artists will get paid something, the, pr the pr pretty much the promoters are like the middleman of events and paying everyone. Yeah. And sometimes they get negative because they're not gonna sell a show completely all the way. So it's really interesting. So I'm wondering if like, NFTs or Bitcoin is going to help with that and decentralize it, but um, help control like how things are getting paid. And also, I don't know how to speak to that, but I'm wondering if that's going to be a thing. Um, and well, then last, what'd you say? Yeah. Well, well here's the. I, I'm. I'm. I've. I've been kind of. I've been kind of thinking like like okay, if I want to do, if I want to really dive into the music industry and really and really just not just do headphones or do speakers and that. What what I what I'm realizing is that is that music services are going to be are going to continue to be huge and they're going to span uh, not just in music they're going to expand in film gaming um, uh, 
did you know that that that's a that actually in Toronto we just got um, news that they're going to be building an arena, an, uh, uh, a gaming arena, um, in this uh, in the downtown core for twenty twenty five. Wow. So 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 a, a lot of a lot of things are going on, especially here in at home in the gaming and, and the music industry. Even even though we're not necessarily as well known as as let's say the American music industry. We still have some heavy hitters, um, but to what you were saying, also, I, I think I think that um, I think that um, the, the the way the, the the way that the artists make money needs to change as well, mm-hmm. because they're not necessarily being paid through through record sales or streaming sales. They're being they're being paid pennies on the dollar for their own work, right? And the re- the record labels take take a, a lion's share of it. Right. And they have mm-hmm. they even have to the artists even have to go back and pay for their masters. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's actually what I was gonna say as well. I think that's the coolest part. Like, well, I don't know, I it's so hard to even think about sometimes how the the industry operates because it's so unfathomable to me, like on the surface, how artists don't own a like the entirety of their song yeah also it's but then when you kind of think about it too at some times it's like okay if another artist records a cover okay all that's crazy stuff if a writer's involved is if a producer but um yeah it's really interesting the percentages and like how that all works are record labels too when once when it comes to ownership yeah. but i think it's really cool that another trend is that especially bigger artists um them becoming independent and buying their catalogs back um because it just makes sense at that point when you're that big you don't necessarily need you have the resources you don't need someone that can help boost you like that um and that's actually something that i go back and forth with i think i think record labels um are changing their ways um, yeah. because I think artists are getting more educated on what they deserve. Yeah. Um, and so I think it really depends too, like on artist goals. Like mm-hmm. if they want to be the next big thing, if they want to be Beyonce, then they're probably going to need a record label. <laughs> yeah. um, but if they want to make a living, then it's probably best to stay independent. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 then just have and then just have smaller companies that you work for for, for exactly certain, for certain outsourcing hmm that did, and that's just got my brain going thank you thank you for that uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah so what are some upcoming music trends and artists that, that that we should be watching out for if you could just share if you know yeah yeah um I would say so like watch out for as like maybe like a fan of artists. Yeah. Um one of the bigger ones is like subscription based fan clubs. Um okay. like if you're really trying to get closer to your favorite artists and maybe like you're messaging them on Instagram every day and you don't hear back, maybe think about in, in, like investing in like you know a 10 $20 monthly subscription and you can probably get one-on-one time or intimate concerts or even you know merch or something I know a lot of companies are starting to do that I mean one of the bigger ones is Patreon but 
there are some that are focused on like music in particular because Patreon is more like content creators overall, but um, there's one that's called With the Band um, and they are developing a platform similar to Patreon that has like unique features. Um, also, if you are an artist, I think there's a lot of new technology that's allowing for cheaper um, or I guess cost effect efficient um, alternatives to having people like produce your music um, and mastering it, such as there's this app called Itty Ditty where they basically can like add quality to your music without ever really stepping in a recording studio and it can sound radio ready which is insane because i think that can save so artists cool. a lot of money <laughs> so cool yeah and time yeah. um and also that app um it can there's like a uh what do you what do they call it it's like they could understand like the oh my god i'm blinking on it the oh my god okay <laughs> I'm, I'm there's one word that i'm like blanking on they could basically understand what your music sounds like and what you want to sound like and match you with like templates and they also can match you with other producers too but it's crazy that is that's groundbreaking yeah that's yeah um, just because, and just because I know, I know from, I, I had a friend and she was, and she was, um, and she, she, she's a, and, and she's an artist, right. But she does it more so, uh, every so often. And, and, and just the amount of, and just the amount of, 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 of heartache that she had to go through just to get her song produced be, because she would just, just because she would just produce a song and then she would have to go to a producer have them do it and then there would be problems with the producer and then they would get into something and then they're not releasing the song or all this other stuff right so so, yeah. then, so then that just eliminates that that whole that whole headache and heartache right and yeah. I, I i i think coming out of that i think a lot of like you said independent artists are going to Start, are going to start to realize like, hey, I don't need to be, I don't need to be super big to have an impact or to be, or to be, or to be where I want to be, right? I, I can, I can do, I can do it a certain way and still have, still have complete control over, over, over the songs that I write and the revenue that I write so I can, yeah. I can make a good living doing what I love, right? And, and, and that's, and that's really why a lot of people go into the music industry, right? Right. Which is which is interesting. So yeah, you don't have to go the traditional route, especially if it keeps like shutting you out. You know, you can, and especially when it comes to working with others. Like, I I I'm pretty positive this app also. Like, if you do work with a producer, it, they're not going to split it. It would be completely owned by the artist. So that's another positive because, yeah, when you're making music, 
and you think you're making a certain amount of money, you're actually splitting it with a million people um, or it can cause issues down the line. So just, just, yeah, definitely want to make sure that you are getting everything you rightfully should. Should get, right? And, uh, and, and, and that's really important. Um, what are some common misconceptions about the music industry? Uh, we talked about a little bit earlier, but I guess depending on your goal, like I think going into the music industry, everyone has this goal of uh, getting signed to a record label, but yeah. I don't, I don't think people fully know like why they yeah. want that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, because you could do everything so independently now, there's a million companies out there, like back in the day, a record label's main job was to distribute your music because they had those contacts and it would be like hard copy, like literally like records and like vinyl and CDs and all that. But now there's so many distributors out there. My favorite being DistroKid um, because they don't take a percentage. You literally pay, I don't even know, it's so low. I think it's like, I don't even want to like make it up a number because they different tiers, but it's like a, a set rate a, annually yeah. Yeah. and you can release as much music as you want and you don't need to pay anyone a percentage of that. So that's really cool. So you make all of the sales yeah. and it connects to all the streaming services, you know, anything, any platform that has some sort of music, it releases it to that. So that's really cool. Um, and also there's so many, and then another part of it is like the promotion side. Mm. So unless you wanna be, like I said, like the next big thing, um, working with any like marketer um, can help you gain that exposure. Mm. You don't need like the top dogs because then that falls back on your music and, and like your image because anyone can have contacts, but it can't always go off of contacts and relationships. You still need to pull through. So um, yeah, I, I don't really think you need a record, record label. And also you can make money on your own. Yeah. And, and, and realistically, I mean, especially, especially really in the black community, there tends to be, there tends to be a huge focus on music or sports. And 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 where and where a lot of a, a lot of especially young black men, uh, especially when I was growing up, a, a lot of a, a lot of the a lot of the friends that I had, mm -hmm. um, a lot of them wanted to either either to either go into sports or they wanted to go into music, and I'm like and I'm like, well, I want to do business, right? Be because what I realized early on was that was that a, 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 an athlete's lifetime. Is only a couple of years. Yeah. And, and, and with an artist, it can be either longer or shorter. But with a business, it can be it can be from the day you start to the day you die. Right. And 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 realistically, you're making more money than 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 those two occupations alone. Right. And to and and I, I wasn't, I'm not. 
I know how to play, but I'm not necessarily musically inclined, nor am I sports inclined. So I just decided, you know, I'm gonna double down on on this one skill that I got, and just and just uh, and 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 then just build it up into something uh, um, more, so that so then I mean, so that I can help I can help those who were in that track and say, hey, I want something more. How do I do this? I'm like. I can help you with that, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's interesting that you said that because especially those who are sports oriented or musically inclined, that's all they want to do. Like it's a passion. It's not just a profession, you know? So they don't want to do the business side. So people like you who come in or me who come in and we're like, hey, we'll do it. They'll be like, yes, like, please help me. It's like a complimentary relationship um but i will say if if the goal is to be part of a record label um one of the guests that i had she gave like great advice on it she's actually worked with she's she focuses primarily on hip-hop and the rap genre but she's worked with all types of artists um but she's always said and this resonates with me if you're looking into a record label, they're, all of them are different. They all have strengths and weaknesses, just like any other company. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, but you have to make sure that your goals, that's why it's so important to have a goal and a strategy and like a plan. Your goals align with their goals. Like, I mean, align with their strengths. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to tour, but they don't necessarily work with, they don't have contacts and touring, they can't connect you with like, um, you know, routing and all that, then that's going to fall. But if, if there, if your focus is on like, you know, collaborations or, you know, even brand collaborations, then yeah, look for someone who does that. Um, it, it also falls in radio because like all the different types of promotions, like TV, um, like sync licensing, you know, uh, radio placements. I said that already, but like they all have different strains, mm-hmm. but if you, if you do still like that label, um, and you're, you're in the process of, you know, negotiating a contract, if there's something that they have a weakness in, that they allow you to go outside of the label and work with someone who has has an expertise in that weakness because you don't want to get sucked into working with the the part of that label that's not good at it because you still want to succeed as a artist and I thought that was really interesting because you know like we all feel that we have to sign something right away and that we have to do what the guidelines that they give, but it's as simple as one line or asking. Yeah. And, 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 and realistically, just, just by putting out what you want, right. As, as someone who like, like the, 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 the thing, the thing that I had to realize as well is, is, is that, is that when I'm getting into a partnership, it can't just be, it can't just be, I have, I, I have experience. I have experience that you want. So give me money. No, <laughs> no, no. It needs to be, um, what can I give you? 
how, how can I help you, right? And and it needs to kind of be, it kind of it needs to be multi, multifaceted. Like I just had a meeting with uh, a major university here uh, to to actually to actually start building our prototype for for some headphones, and 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 I'm getting I'm getting their expertise. I'm getting expertise, but I'm also I've also reached out to one of their contacts who's actually allowing me to actually open to, to open the university's doors so I can have access to more programs and wow. other stuff like that. So it's 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 very much so it'll be very much so advantageous for them, um, especially when I start especially when I start advertising and doing that. They're, they're going to be in the forefront because right? they're the ones that are supplying me with um, my employ my employees, as it were. Right, um, but uh, but yeah, that that that's uh, that's that's really what what I've learned over the past three years of doing of doing a business and really working on it this hard, and for this long, is is that it needs to be it, it can't it, money is not the be all and end all, because money will go just like that if you're not if, just like that if you're not careful, right? If yeah. you're if you're not if you're not investing it properly, if you don't have the right team behind you, um, you could run into a problem where, where one day you had like $20 million and the next day you only have five, right? In, 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 some, in some really, really weird, in some really, really terrible scenarios. But, yeah. but are you, but, but do, you have, do, do, you, do you have someone who has the knowledge and the experience and who won't try to rip you off in your corner that that's that, that, that that's more or less watching your back mm -hmm. and, and 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 that's why and that's why taking the time to actually vet people and ask the hard questions and say like hey if i was to give you like twenty thousand dollars to invest in my behalf how would you invest it right and 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 and, and realistically realistically being able to ask those tough questions and 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 learning a little bit more before you even ask those questions and saying and saying okay you're not the right fit or you're the right fit or or why don't i just hire both of you and you guys can kind of go off and do your own separate things and we can kind of diversify that way but i th i think for i think for a lot of i think for a lot of a lot of people in my generation or, or yeah. coming up anyway that they're focusing more so on on the money, but they're not necessarily focusing on the business end of, of things. And they, and sometimes they, they tend to get screwed. It's uh, true. And if they're not careful anyway. Yeah. And I think that reflects like a lot of creators um, and artists as well, because, you know, well, it seems because I can't, I guess I can't speak for them, but it just seems that a lot of people are looking for the immediate um, reward mm. and they're not thinking of the longevity. Yeah. And yes, maybe you could make a quick buck off of you know X, Y, and Z, but thinking long-term, are those are the people that are going to be here for the long haul make, and make their mark. Mm. Um, I mean, just look at all these like major artists who are becoming like, business savvy and yeah. they're doing things that Fantastic. they're known for like like you know like for example rihanna you know she has makeup line she has a lingerie line yeah. like it's insane she's like the 
I'm pretty positive I just read this, but she is like the richest woman like yeah. in the United States or maybe the world yeah. because of that, which is that's just like mind boggling. Like she was able to be more than I mean and just an artist. Exactly. And I mean there's nothing wrong with being just an artist, like if that's your passion, yeah. but maybe she wanted to take a break and do something different for yeah. a change. But it all comes down to creating those partnerships that will help your growth. Yeah. And um just working towards other things that you know that you're passionate about yeah which is so true i mean diversificate diversification um is the best way to actually grow because you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and you're and you're able to take the experience that they they, they took from one thing and pour it into another and you you're able to actually then reach out to other industries and people who may not necessarily deal in music mm -hmm. But they have experience in in logistics or 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 um, or 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 technology, and they're able to they're able to come into your into your sphere, into your team, and and, and be, be able to give a very different perspective um, on your situation, and they can be like, okay, let's try this, or this seems or this seems unorthodox. Let's try it, or this. Or this is this 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 is not right, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 let and let's pivot and let's do something different, right? So it, it 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 it's it's more advantageous to even to even just go that route. Um, I I know for I know for me like when I was when I was building the business, they asked a good question: um, Who are your direct competitors and who are your indirect competitors? So 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 what they so, so what they mean by that is like 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 I'm in I'm in I'm in the headphone space. So, so my competitors would be Bose, Beats, uh, JBL, Sidizer, right? But who are my indirect competitors? Who, who am I uh, uh, looking, um, who, who, who am I competing in the mind of, of other people for, right? Am I competing against, am I competing against Apple? Am I competing against, am I competing against, um, um, uh, Harman uh, Har Har Cardone, right? Am I, am I competing against those bigger, wealthier brands for headspace in people's minds, basically? Which is, which, which when I found out, it kind of blew my mind and I'm like, I really have to, I really have to sit down and really think about, okay, I can't just be fighting on, on one front. I have to be fighting on multiple, I'd be fighting on two or three fronts in order to, to really make my business a success and to really grow it in the way that it needs to grow yeah. and, and and it's it's less about me it's more so about what the company needs and what the market demands of me yeah yeah and then taking a step further too um it's like okay why aren't your indirect competitors doing that yet yeah like why why isn't that a thing <laughs> yeah which isn't which 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 to be honest it it, uh, it actually um, opened some doors for me in, in a way, um, just with how I just just with how I plan to execute every every single thing. I I, I can I can tell you a little bit more later tomorrow or whenever. <laughs> I I I kind of don't want I kind of want to give it away just yet. Um, um, I can't wait to hear yeah, about it. Yeah, 
Um, but um, what was I going to ask? Um, uh, if you were going to go back and to when you first started, when you first started your podcast, um, what would you what would you tell yourself? Well, I guess so. Honestly, I I don't think that I messed anything up too badly in the beginning. Like I'm still fairly proud for how I started, but I think one thing that I would, basically, I think I would change um, the way I do things a little bit. So for example, I think I would change my audio editor. I wish I educated myself on like a better program right away. Um, And the second piece is I like, you know, I planned so much and I didn't act on it so um as soon as I should have and so I probably wasted some time beginning and so I I guess I would have told myself like just start and see what happens um and then that's where you keep evolving as you come across because you know especially in business or creating anything you can't possibly you can't possibly identify all the issues that may occur right away like there's there can be a million things that can go wrong yeah so it's a huge time waster to try to fix all that before it happens I mean do it to your best ability but um like I think if I was started a little bit earlier um I could have got like ahead of things but for the most part like I, I just think it's so fun. It's everything that I've wanted and more. Yeah. And, and you know, what? It, it, to, to be honest, to be honest, I used to, com- I used to complain just, I mean, I mean just, just about the setup and the, and the tediousness of it all. Mm-hmm. However, however, once I'm in the interview, I'm usually, I'm usually like, I'm usually like, this is so worth it. Yes. So worth it. Every single, every single time that the hours spent, the, 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 the headaches and, and, and really just, and really just narrowing down what works for you as, as, as an individual and where you want to take your podcast and really being able to say, okay, um, somebody said, do this, but that doesn't necessarily work for me and, and what I want to do or my lifestyle or, or what I want to take the podcast and, yeah. and really, really being able to say, I'm an individual, right? I have wants, I have needs, I have desires. And I need to figure out what works for me because, because like just like in business, um, hustle culture is dangerous, and going and going like going like hundred and ten percent all the time is dangerous, right? Um, um, so 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 really so so really being able to narrow down what works for you and and really being able to 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 utilize your strengths and focusing on your strengths and being able to minimize your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's really where, um, and that's really where, you know, uh, third, third, actually actual third party technologies come in, like, 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 like online calendars, uh, LinkedIn is huge. Um, other, uh, other software that you can use, other programs that you can use, other companies that you can take advantage of that will offload a lot of that uh, extra, extra headache and extra stress that you have to deal with that don't necessarily that you don't 
they, they wouldn't necessarily consider. Yeah. I love everything you just said, because I would agree. Like if I can make a living fully, a comfortable living off podcasting, that would be the dream. And I never, I never in a million years would have thought that I would say this because before I started my own, I've never really listened to them because I've been such a huge advocate of reading in my free time. But now it's a little bit different just because I'm not commuting more and all that. But um, it's just exactly the reason why I also love it is that it's like the world of the wild, wild west. Like you can literally do with it whatever you please and you can make it your own. It can be so many, there's so many different styles of podcasts and yeah, it's definitely my favorite form because it doesn't fit any traditional mold. And 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 that's freeing too, uh, just because I just because like like um like um a lot of like when I was coming up, uh, my family is, is very much in you know if 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 you're not if if you're not doing something, um, then that's not then that's not good. Like like, like you have to either either go to school get a either go to school or get a job, right and and I, I sat down with my mom one day. I'm like, mom, like, look, I, I went to school. I, str- I personally, I struggled, right? But what do I want to do, right? Not what my family wants me to do, not what society is telling me to do, but what do, what do I really want to do, right? And, and what would really make me happy? And, and, and what am I being called? And what, what am I here for, basically, right? And, and really being able to narrow, narrow that down. Uh, which has been huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you deal with the hard days of, of starting, of thinking, of launching your own company and, and then doing the podcast and, or better question, how do you relax? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, I mean, I, I accredit, well, I should say I attribute all of my success, small wins and big wins from um, this planner that I have called Law of Attraction. And if you don't know what that is, I think it's getting bigger and bigger, but it's more than just like a planner. Like it's, it, it's a, a pretty thick book that, um, May, like encourages you and prompts you to really reflect on your your wins and 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 setbacks and then it helps you set in intention every month mm. and on top of that then of course yes it like has the hourly the daily the monthly planning um and i'm such a huge believer in time blocking because it's the most efficient way to do things like you can't no one can possibly switch gears and do different tasks every minute. So this really helps me um, plan like, okay, Mondays are for editing, Tuesdays are for researching, you know, Wednesdays are for pitching, whatever it is. Because once you get in that mindset, you can keep cranking them out. Um, And I swear to God, I, I don't think I would be as organized and efficient and effective at what I do if it wasn't for that um yeah I mean I mean for me like like I love to read 
I can read, I, I can sit down most days and just and just go through a book fairly quickly. I, I normally either do one of two things. I, I, I watch a video, sorry, one of four things. I watch a video, I, well, sorry, one of five things, that's even better, one of five things. I play, I, I play video games, I either, I either read, work out, or I think go take a nap. One, one, one of those four, one of those five, sorry. But yeah. But just being able to to actually switch off everything and just say, and just say, okay, I I have a plan. I can't I, I can't necessarily be worried about what's going on in front of me. I need to just sit here, make camp, and just and just let that stress disappear and let me just figure it out tomorrow. Let me figure it out later so that I I have a clear mental space and I can. I can then make a decision that 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 is not clouded by stress or or anxiety or any of the other stuff that that can happen right so that's really important mm-hmm. yeah and i would agree like i mean i definitely yeah i would say i can definitely read more than i i i i, I need to read more because i don't get that time anymore but I in my free time I I think more than anything I listen to music or watch music videos um but honestly I love to cook so that's like my way of like actually getting away from technology it's so therapeutic oh my goodness yeah I I love it really is I, I love to cook um you know uh when I was coming up my my mom my mom's like you're gonna you're gonna learn how to cook. You're, you're not leaving my house without 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 learning how to cook. And I started off in like, what was it grade eight, grade seven? And my mom, my mom was like, Sunday, Sunday, you're cooking. Wow. And I hated it. I hated it because I was because because it, it's Sunday dinner, right? And my and and in my house, Sunday dinner is this 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 big lavish thing right like like you got to have your, your your rice your your chicken your your vegetable right and everything has to be everything has to be good and everything has to be taste right so 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 <laughs> that, that was a lot of practice but thank but thankfully enough for me I've been in the kitchen long enough watching my mom cook um and and, mm-hmm. and and seeing the, the the dedication that she put into her food, that it didn't take me as long to figure things out to the point to the point where I'm cooking, uh, almost all the time. That I'm cooking, aside from the weekends, because uh, uh, just because uh, my mom my, my mom and my aunt are actually out working, I'm I'm doing most of the cooking during the week, and I'm pretty good at getting meals out that are good. <laughs> which is uh which is a, a bonus and and it's a thing that I pride myself on and just just being able to just put some music on and just 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 cut up some vegetables and do your meat and then do some rice or noodles or quinoa and whatever and then you just have to throw a meal together and, and it and it's made with love and care and attention and and that will help you bring down your stress level as well yeah and also 
Um, you're selling yourself short. I'm sure your food is amazing, especially after working at it for so long. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Um, my family was, my, our, my, I think my family's due, due for a cook-off though, I think, to, to actually settle it. But I don't, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to travel there and be the taste tester. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I just have a couple more questions and then we, then we can kind of wrap things up. Um, what has been the most in what has been the best or most insightful thing that a guest has has, has shared on the side has shared on your show i know that you've kind of touched on it on touched on one on one thing i just wanted mm -hmm. to get more of a of a of, of a specific time or yeah i mean i would say the other common insightful advice that um, I've talked to with guests um, is that if you are like, you know, an entrepreneur or an artist or anyone who's starting their own thing, you have to get to know your audience. And what does that mean? You know, like, I, I think uh, I could look on Instagram and I could see that I resonate with females, you know, 25 to 34, but I don't think that people really, really dive deeper, like on a personal level. Like when, when I say, and when I talk to my guest about this, like getting to know your audience, not just the number and the, the data that you're pulling from social platforms, but in order to grow and form that strong bond with your consumers or listeners or what have you, you need to know who they are like get to know them just don't look at them as like a, you know male 25 to 30 or whatever actually message people yeah. and those are the ones that can turn into super fans of your product your service your music you know yeah. you can lean on them for feedback yeah. on your product or service like really get to know them and who they are on the, the low the, like you know the closest level ever um because then you can get a better idea on like what's working and who are their friends and they'll be an advocate for your brand you know they'll refer because the best form is referrals yeah. word of mouth like you know you could try all day you could spend money on paid advertising but the strongest investment is the people that believe in your product yeah. and your brand. And so that's that's one thing that as I'm having more conversations, like it just makes sense and it, it can help anyone. Yeah, and, and, and even going, like, I remember I was on LinkedIn and somebody, one of my contacts got, got a handwritten letter. And I'm like, that is unheard of in, in today's yeah. world. I even, I even, I'm putting a personal challenge to myself that 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 for the first year anyway, um, those who order my product will actually get a handwritten letter from me, right? And and that's just more, and that's just more so on my end because 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 to be honest, I don't I don't want to be just a headphone company. I want to be, I want to be able to build something that is it's it's I I not only care about 
my product i care about you as a person right yeah and, I, and that's why I, that's why i'm putting in certain features and stock and, and certain things so that so that you so that so that every person who has my product has a voice in the decisions that i make in the decisions that that my company makes right because 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 ultimately uh your consumer is your nutrients but your employee is 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 the blood that runs through your company's veins and you can't mm -hmm. mess with those two things or else it's going to be disastrous right yeah it's so, not going to work at all <laughs> yeah yeah so so, so, I, so i think that's i think that lesson just just reminded me again like like look if i wanted to if i really want to actually cre create value and and be able to build a company that stands the test of time i need to be focused on my customer foremost and then focus on the product after and well at the same time but but i think i think i think i think the customer doesn't get treated well especially in especially in the headphone industry or, or the, the headphone subsection of the music industry i don't think i don't think they get treated well at all um, yeah they, yeah they really don't unfortunately but we'll change that hopefully we'll see <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh one two final questions um uh, do you have anything planned for the future? I know that you were talking about launching your business, uh, so I guess you kind of covered that. Uh, anything, anything else aside from? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, still working on season three. I'm a little bit behind from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I'm definitely focusing on my background so that because I realize that there is a gap. Um, people in music like the main way to understand um, promotional schedules and release strategy and and promotion in general comes from record labels and so i want to help artists um educate them on how to do so themselves um also i as part of that i want to start workshops like small intimate workshops on that um and like help them along their um you know along their release day um so yeah that's really exciting i do not have a guest lineup or anything um <laughs> but it's going to be it's going to be all parts of marketing like from youtube to spotify how that works to distribution um to even social profiles and all that it's going to be all connected um so i'm really excited about that oh you know what that that sounds very very interesting and the and the, the, the fact that you're the fact that you're taking the time to actually to actually um to actually walk with your clients and not just be, and not just be like hey you provide this one service and then and then they, they don't and then you do the service and then, then they don't hear from you again until they need you again but being able to walk with them through their journey um that is huge yes because yeah. you know i believe in you know brands technology and artists and music and i think the industry is just making waves and making a lot of changes and so 
I just really want to help propel it forward and especially those that I strongly believe in. So, yeah, I mean, I hope it helps a lot of people um, because like, I think, you know, although I've worked a lot with like bigger brands and corporations, I think there's a lot that we could tr pull over and it, it, it can help benefit individuals as well. I have uh, one more, I have one more uh, podcasting question. And then I, then I just have one final personal question at the end. Um, so where can people find you on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn? Yeah, um, if, yeah, if anyone's listening um, who loves LinkedIn as much as I do, yeah. um, pretty positive if you enter in my name, I'm probably the only person that pops up, but I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, so, and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, but also um, you can reach me on my website. Um, so that's thesetupseries.com and that'll have all my information. So I won't bore you with listing it all out, but, but yeah, if you're looking for more information on marketing, strategy um definitely hit me up um i uh, you know if i'm free i love to talk all day about marketing and strategy so um always always love um chatting whether that's like messaging or on the phone or zoom open to all that um so yeah and my final question uh which is Who's your favorite artist or genre? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right now what I'm listening to, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of polarized looks. Okay, let me okay, let me back up. Of yeah. all time, yeah. that's really hard, but I would say Odeza and Cherub. Mm. Um so those two are my favorite artists of all time. But right now, I'm listening to a lot of Journey and um, <laughs> and Nirvana and <laughs> both great, both fantastic bands. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, you and my aunt would probably, but I should probably get along smashingly. Yeah, I, and it's all over the place. And I will say, I'm also, and why I'm laughing is because. I've also been listening to Nickelback and I know a lot of people are like. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for me, for me, I'm kind of, I, I was kind of, you know, I, I'm more into, I, I was kind of more into like the Christian rap stuff and kind of diving in there. But I'm like, but I'm like, you know what? There are so many genres. And I, 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 I'll listen to literally anything. Like I've, I've transitioned from, from, from R&B to trap, to dubstep, back to actually going to reggae, then then mixing it up, and then going to Christian stuff, then mixing it back, and then going to um, jazz, and mixing that up, then going back Whoa. to the fifties, right? So I am I am literally all over the place. Um, if I had to choose, yeah, if I had to choose my top my top two, it would probably be. You know what? I, I I'm I'm probably gonna get a lot. Actually, actually, my, my top two would probably be uh, the Red Hot, the Red Hands band that they just came out. Mm. 
um, they, 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 they do a lot of Christian funk, which is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I've I need never, to look them up. I've never heard, I've never heard their sound before, um, which is interesting. And if my number two, my number two would probably be like, um, my number two would probably be like Bob Marley, uh, one of the old, old school reggae artists, just because they had such a different sound and it was, it was something fresh and new to them. And 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 and, re and really seeing and really seeing where the genre came from to where it is today mm. is it's just it's just amazing and and and, and realistically any genre is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I must say, you. I do believe you when you say you listen to everything because you made me think a little bit because I generally say them. I could listen to everything, but yeah. I must say, I don't listen to jazz yeah um I, it's not that i don't like it it's that yeah. it's just not my first choice yeah. um but i'm a huge fan of funk so what was that band the red hands band yeah okay i'm gonna look them up yeah yeah they're, they're on they're on spotify i can i'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll, i will put the links in the show notes and i'll i'll, I'll, I'll say the links as well um, perfect yeah, so, um, you know, uh, my family, we love music. Um, some of us can't sing, like myself, I, I can't sing <laughs> at all. Don't you wish? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I could. That'd be, that would be such a massive blessing if I could sing. However, I can't. Um, I can play, though. Uh, I, I play bass occasionally. So, oh, good for you. Yeah, so, so that's been cool. And I've, I've been I've been behind the scenes and I've learned how to mix music. So, I mean, so that's been interesting. Um, but yeah, you, you know what? O opening opening yourself up to, to different genres of music, uh, that's been huge. Uh, my, my cousins actually uh, are huge, are hugely into musicals. I'm not really that tough a guy. However, the musical scores on some of those pieces are just fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah. So you know what? I I I open myself up to I'll listen to literally anything once and and see if I like it. If I like it, I'm gonna add it to my Spotify playlist, which I just got by the way. And it was like I just got premium. I'm like I'm like I have I have so much playlist to get through and like I can listen to literally any piece of music all the way up until I think it was the I checked all the way down to the 50s and I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna start here and work my, work my way up to the 60s 70s and 80s and 90s and pushing forward right but like it, it, it's just been it's just been such an amazing experience I would say and I think um I agree with that because also one of the trends that's been happening you know over x amount of years is like a lot of the genres are overlapping yeah. like the sounds are being carried over and that's what's making it so interesting and so yeah i i think that people should be open-minded about um trying out new genres and listening to music yeah all right Thank you, Sidney. Thank you so much for coming on. I know that it's late, um, but thank you for coming on and thank you for sharing your story and, ha and having ha actually having a little bit of fun with me. Um, happy International Women's Day. 
on Women's Day. Oh. Yes. Yes, I remember. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and yes. And uh, have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. And it was really great to meet you. Great to have a conversation with you. And yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this. And I just thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right.